And I'll ask our First Lady to get ready, and maybe we'll do a countdown from 10. So we'll go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Kevin Scampoli, I'm the son. I'm the guy you fucked, and I'm the guy you fucked over. And we are still in 2008. And I don't know, are we losing it right now? This event, I feel like, took a couple matches for me to really get some notes down, and that's a bad sign. Like, as soon as Jericho's facing Kofi, I got paragraphs. I couldn't believe everything that was happening. But I don't know, for our opener and then our, our Matt Hardy match of the month, I wasn't as excited as I should be for. Mark Henry's in the ECW title picture. I mean, In it. Oh, winning. Oh, oh, he's in it. All over it. He is it. He is it. Ladies, he hashtag finished it. He Titus O'Neil this fucking division right now. He's ready to move up and wait like Danny the Big Train Richardson because he wiped out the ECW division. But, I mean, this is a very bottom-heavy show where the Triple H match was my favorite. And I, spoiler, who saw that coming? Yeah, never. But the first half, you might as well jerk off three times. Uh, no, I, I, there's one part where you probably would do that. Uh, it's not in the beginning. I, the tag match was, like you said, whatever, kind of a weird opener, but you had to have Finley was over, man. I, I love <laughs> Finley. You kind of forget how awesome Finley was. Um, and Hornswoggle. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, I forget. I still forget. This was the worst opener of all time. Seems it was like, the worst. opener. We, we have fucking Hornswoggle spots. I, am I tilt still too smart? Am I everything I hate? Should I love Hornswoggle because I love Santino? Because it's not the same thing. But it's these, really not the same thing. Yeah, but these fucks out there think it is. They lump it all together. Jim Cornette thinks it's the same thing. He, he talks to Santino like he's Hornswoggle. But I, I can't... He might even have more respect for Hornswoggle because he went with Finley for so fucking long. <laughs> but, uh, ladies, the only note I have on this was when Finley pulled the apron as Morrison jumped out of the ring. I love this. Because, like, you're talking about how over Finley is. I missed all that. I was more looking at how old he looked and out of shape and how he didn't look like a wrestler at all. I, I guess I never <laughs> noticed that. And I know that last – I re-listened to our last discussion, and it was me really defending JBL as a terrible body. Like, everyone who had a terrible body I was, or Tommy Dreamer. I love Tommy Dreamer's body. Like, Finley's the same way. I guess I never really – Maybe it's uh, we think about their character, and I never thought that this fighting Irishman, like when I think fighting Irishman, I think of a little leprechaun guy who likes to drink and eat potatoes. He doesn't have a six pack. Because uh, you so, didn't know Fit Finley, ladies. That's the I'm a fit. But even Finley. Fit Finley wasn't in shape. He was fit enough. They had to drop that name for a reason. I watched Thunder every week, and I would have my pet monster on my mother's bed doing wrestling moves to it. And when I saw Fit Finley come out, I knew there was going to be a rolling fireman's carry. And that had a name 10 years later. But I didn't know it at the time. And I love that Rolling Thunder. Best fucking move of all time. And I, yeah, I was a Fit Finley fan, Vleeties, when you were in fucking diapers. Don't I'm, you go I'm Googling him now, and he looks just like Brian Knobs. So let's not pretend no, like, he like he never had a six-pack. You didn't see curly-haired, dark-haired Fit Finley. I liked Fit Finley when you were the size of Hornswoggle, bro. Don't even try to talk to me about what Fit Finley has to offer. And it ain't a tag match against Miz and Morrison. And Miz and his fucking pant-length shorts. Go fuck yourself. One time I wore pant-length shorts to the first day of school. Because that was my big school shopping purchase. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting at the fucking auditorium for the orientation. And Nick Lamborghini sitting next to me. And he goes, he looks over at me. He goes, nice pants and starts laughing so hard. <laughs> and I finally get the joke. Because the Miz... <laughs> Because the Miz and Morrison wrestled. Where's the chick magnet shirt, bruh? I was liking that. I don't know about these short pants he was wearing. It's my fucking middle school first day of school outfit he's wearing in the ring. This wasn't, this wasn't the Miz that made me watch Real World. He didn't have this outfit on. Just come out in jeans like Jericho in a street fight. Fuck this match.
No, and this match was terrible, but yeah, there, it really was. I guess at this time, if you're really watching that show, you would care a little bit. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Miz coming out in the pants. I never was a big fan of that that gimmick. I know that he's he said he didn't he wanted to be different. And then Vince saw his legs one time and was like, "Damn, he's got good legs, pal. Put him in undies." So this was kind of just whatever. I like that Miz and Morrison looked like heels, but. Uh, yeah, if we, like it just it, it was a weird opener. Like, if why didn't put Matt Hardy's a clear opener? Every pay per view needs to open with "Oh yeah!" yeah. Like no, wait, ladies, don't get me started on the slow motion entrance. Give it to Molina, give it to Morrison, give it to Miz. Let Matt Hardy do it once. Kane, let Vince do it when he gives out five hundred thousand next week on Raw. Oh wait, I'm just, I was about to do the oh yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we got oh yeah? And it was slow motion, Jim John Morrison to that. Get that camera on me when I do John Morrison in slow motion and he has oh yeah oh I love both their songs and they both should be in slow motion although Matt Hardy seemed to wrestle in slow motion but we'll get to that right now fuck the first match I don't even know who won I think Miz and Morrison kept their tag titles please because every match is for a title which is something I appreciate I do like that night of champions uh little gimmick thing they put on where every match has a title but maybe this suffered for it i mean but we did get a great jbl promo for it i want to cut to that early too i love that when he's up in the luxury box and he's like uh, he's like why don't i have a match and todd grisham or someone else goes because this is you're not a champion and he cuts this fucking scathing promo about what a champion is and how he is a champion but when it comes to a title belt it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when and i'm just like this is hd yellow teeth jbl at his finest when he in his big tits it's his yellow teeth ladies I-, I always just look at his flaws when i see jbl but it's those flaws that make him the tough texan we love yeah like it's another it fits his character and i know i keep saying that but you know he doesn't need to have a six-pack all right he's on wall street he's a millionaire he succeeded at everything except you know our <laughs> that promo when he said i've succeeded at everything except wrestling because i never took it seriously this guy's taking it serious as fuck now i love jbl and in 2008 i don't remember him being like this involved i don't know why i thought like once 06 happened he was done but uh jbl can win the title tomorrow uh, in 2018 and i would love it Right, and somehow Mick Foley's still there, so I didn't think he would be this involved still. Hold on, baby. God, he's the voice of the show. I thought he was there for two weeks. He's there every single week. But, ladies, then we have our second match, which is the great Chavo Guerrero fighting for the U.S. title against the champion, ladies, the man of the year so far. A guy we know is the ECW champion, but comes out with red, white, and blue gold Jeff Hardy's brother, Matt Hardy. Oh, yeah! I don't remember one fucking thing about this match, except I think Cam Neely was there again. Oh, wait, Bam Neely? Uh, someone Neely's in one of these matches. Which match is that, Felitis? That's Bam Neely. Yeah, he was part of La Familia, one of the greatest stables of all time. And, yeah, this match, kind of like you're saying, um, I, there wasn't a lot to remember, and it does kind of confuse me later in the night. Uh, it, it confuses me later when, like, Chavo's trying to help Edge win the belt. And it's like, why was nobody trying to help Chavo win his belt? What the fuck's this about? Like, why is there like all hands on deck for the world championship? But then there's just nothing really. It's like, ah, Chavo lost. Who cares? Chavo lost. Nobody cares. Well, ladies, it's fruitless to go up against Matt Hardy. I mean, this guy rode rode Jeff Hardy's dirt bike and didn't break his leg on the same fucking jump. Oh, the, oh, oh, Jeff, is the ramp ready? Is the motorcycle on? Oh, yeah! Let's do it! Yeah. Oh, how many school buses did we line up? Six of them? Oh, yeah! Time for some extreme shit going on. And now, ladies, you say there's no cameras there? We got flip phones. Oh, yeah! Please, because it might not be Raw, it might not be SmackDown, it might not be Night of Champions, but it's the Matt Hardy Show. Oh, yeah! Wait, excuse me, the Hardy Show. Remember, wasn't that just, a re- Yeah, the Hardy Show. Yeah, you're right. Well, and I just watched um, the Hardy Boys WWE 24 on the network, and they they show some of the videos that, you know, remember Jeff drugged up at the diner? That's in. That's on the WWE network now because it's part of this documentary. And, yeah, like a lot of that Hardy Show shit is kind of on there. 
and just we were the most drugged out during this time. Palladius, was that drugged up diner thing in a Hardy Boys Hardy Show episode? I think it or it might have been it might have not been, but he even says like he was so pilled out when they were there, and he remembers <laughs> it so vividly as like the lowest point in his like life. Jeff Hardy just snorted more Adderall than Roman Reigns, and Matt Hardy brings up Denny's. Oh yeah! <laughs> Bring the flip phone. I gotta shoot. How come CM Punk doesn't snort pills? <laughs> it was not yeah. basically He's not what he said. with us. Like it, there's some great footage on this WWE 24 that I kind of thought they would they would shy away from, but it really is the rags to riches story of look how they were so successful. Then they got hooked on drugs, and they both left the WWE. Then they went to TNA and did more drugs, and now they're back. And then Matt Hardy beat Chavo in a U.S. title match. Felidius, the crowd didn't love Matt, though, like they did every month before this. It might be where they were. I don't know where this fucking event was, but I swear when Matt Hardy came This is came in Dallas, out, baby. This is in Texas. Oh, no wonder they only liked Ted DiBiase Jr. That's what JBL was like. <laughs> Your Cowboys go into the playoffs and lose. Yeah, and he said his giants, my, my giants. My giants sleep three hours in a hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> they call, he says he's Texas's favorite New Yorker. Oh, what a fucking promo. That was the best damn promo of all time. That's when the event starts, because looking at this, we start with Miz and Morrison versus a midget. And no, not Taz, bleedies. It's he's Finley and Orswoggle. Two Taz midgets. wouldn't hit the ropes. Matt Hardy faces Chavo for the U.S. title. Then we get a nice little promo video of Vince McMahon giving away his money. And when the stage collapses. Now, it's unfortunate Chris Benoit killed himself the next day, so we never got a payoff on this. But, is when Vince died on the stage, that was a great storyline. Could have been. No, it was incredible. And I know that we've never talked about Taz not hitting the ropes. Like, real quick, is have you heard this story that what? he said that he said to uh, like you know creative his character doesn't run against the ropes. Like that's his my it's not in my character to run. I'm I'm the human suplex machine. So when he turned heel and they were like, hey, you need to bump and feed. Uh, I don't I don't do that. I don't run. I don't do that. Can you imagine a wrestler being like, no, I don't run. Why would I run? Oh, if Paul Heyman was in that meeting, he'd be like, am I going to have to smack you, Mr. Burkowski? Whatever he used to go, whatever. <laughs> Mr. Berkowitz, am I going to have to kick your ass, Mr. Berkowitz? <laughs> the idea that he was talking about beating up Taz. Vleety, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. It's the fucking greatest podcast ever. I'm actually going to watch Survivor Series 1988 just because they did. And it's just a watch along. along with them, right? I'm, I've never, I've only seen the fucking arena in 2K16. And I'm fine. Finally gonna see the event. I'm gonna see fucking Ultimate Warrior come out with feathers in his hair. It's gonna be the best thing ever. But Vladius, what happens with the stage collapsing? What can you tell me? Are you gonna spoil well, it or do I just wait? I I'm not gonna spoil anything. I just I remember loving the there were so many spoofs on that where Triple H comes out to help him and Vince is kind of laying there going like Paul, Paul. Like they're even willing to break that wall down to sell the realism of Vince getting hurt and everything collapsing. I remember watching this live and kind of going, what the fuck just happened? And it wasn't like, I never realized uh, how terrible it was going. Like everybody mocks it now, like how ridiculous Vince trying to dial numbers was and people didn't believe it was real anyway. And I don't, I, I guess it's like, uh, what was I, 15 or some shit? No, I was like a senior in high school. I just didn't even, it didn't even click in my mind that this was like fixed or rigged or whatever and they had to kill him <laughs> off. Like, I just thought, oh, weird. Like, I wonder where this is going, you know? Who sabotaged the stage? And then Eric Bischoff walks out with a cane or some shit. Well, spoiler, does he have the old man face on? Don't tell me. We'll cover <laughs> that when we get to 2014. But yeah, ladies, I, uh, I love this swerve because I was just on here a week ago going, no one believes you're giving out your old money, old man. What's the payoff? That's the. This was like when a uh, Simpsons episode from the last ten years, where it starts about one thing, then all of a sudden it's about another. It starts about giving away money, then the stage collapses. Brilliant writing. It reminds you that we're not the ones writing the show. As we sit here and go, what could you do with this? Well, if we wrote it, nothing. We'd have the worst show ever. But luckily, other people are writing it, and this swerve happens that we don't see coming. I guarantee you, Rikishi did it for The Rock. It's gonna be the best <laughs> thing I've ever. Don't spoil it, dude. We'll cover that when we'll get to it who broke the stage bro was it kevin dunn was it kerwin sylphie it was it was it was mark henry turned it into the hall of pain but ladies we saw that promo video then we had mark henry versus kane versus big show for the ecw title and i was so ready for big show versus kane after big show's unbelievable 
uh, performance in the Singapore Kane match last uh, at the pay-per-view before this. You know, right. that's Big Show's second greatest match. And I thought we were going to go from this into a monster versus monster with Kane. We saw Big Show do it with Kali. It was five and three-quarter stars. We then have this amazing Singapore Kane match. Why can't we get a one-on-one with Kane? And so we got fucking someone's about to get their ass kicked. Great song. Amazing theme song. Amazing. I wish it was a Korean guy, though. And great wrestler, and I'm glad he won this match. But why did he have to be in it? I wanted to see I don't know. I enjoyed this match. And you saw the spot where Kane flips over the top rope and gets hurt. Uh, and like is laying there like telling Mark, like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Like, uh, I really I can't imagine what would have happened if this was a one-on-one match. Uh, but I thought I, it was weird around this time where, yeah, they, they were doing like the quick, like, put, make, make, make Mark Henry the champion. Like, I forget what happens. I guess we know what happens with Big Show. I don't know really what really happens with Kane. But they were on ECW, at least. It was like, Mark Henry's going to be the champion here. Kane and Big Show can go do other stuff now. So this it seems like Big Show and Kane's entire career was to get Mark Henry over. And I think they did a good job here. I really, I left this pay-per-view going, wow, this is still a world championship. And ECW has changed changed drastically in a month like Chavo is fighting for the US title now he was just ECW champion fighting CM Punk or and then we had the Mitt BC where is Mitt BCM Punk he didn't even get punted yet I didn't see him on the show ladies but I guess it's because this is the title match pay-per-view and it's things he shows like, up he's in a backstage oh spoiler oh I should have seen it but yeah it is stuff like that like the G, the lack of a JBL or a CM Punk match that maybe shows the hindrance of having to have all title matches. But then again, Bleedies, we did have a triple threat match to squeeze in Mark Henry. So we could have had more fatal four ways I could complain about. But after this match, Bleedies, is when the pay-per-view begins. Because this is a very (laughs) memorable moment here. Possibly the most memorable memorable moment of Bob Holly's career as Bob Holly and Cody Rhodes come out with the tag team championships. And they're facing Ted DiBiase Jr. and his mystery partner who's late. And I remember this. I don't know when I saw it, but somehow this, I remember seeing it years ago and thinking that was really cool. The idea that my partner's going to show up later and then it, Cody's going to start with Ted and then Ted goes, no, I want him because Bob Holly's been feuding with him. And you know Bob Holly's idea was a little different. He's like, I got an idea. I'm going to just kick their asses. Fleeties, explain that. <laughs> <laughs> explain that bit to me because i know that's what bruce pritchard always does is his holly compression but what's the origin what was the original i got an idea just make me a champion i'll kick everyone's ass like what is the original bob holly pitch where that happened i, I might have been around it was after sparky plug i think it was going into mm-hmm. hardcore holly where they were asking him do you you know we're going to repackage you do you have an idea for your gimmick which what do you want to do and he says i have an idea Make me the champion and I'll just kick everyone's ass. And that was his <laughs> uh, genuine idea. And he's one of the rare wrestlers that instead of coming up with, well, I mean, uh, uh, you know, in a way, Stone Cold did the same thing. Right? Here's what, I'm going to be a redneck. I'm going to kick everyone's ass. I'm going to open up a can of whoop ass. I'm going to not lose. I'm going to come out my black trunk. Like he, his gimmick was really just, I'm a, I'm a badass. So Holly was probably like, well, fuck, I'm a badass too. Give me some jeans for a couple weeks. Get, you know, like give me a cousin who carries around a scale. Like, uh, he really, his gimmick was just, I just want to be a badass. I want to be a tough guy. No more racing stripes for me. I love listening back to them cover the Attitude Era on that hardcore title. Because at the time, like, Hardcore Holly was Jim and I's least favorite wrestler. Because we knew he was just plugged into this hardcore thing because it was awesome. And we had real guys from EC Dub. Like, an actual credible heart. And then Hardcore Holly. Oh, just because H is in his name, and now we're calling him Hard. It was the worst gimmick. Now we did slice his back open years later, and won awesome. my respect. Plus, but, his song was awesome. Oh, it was. It was wonderful. But Chaz <laughs> made it a song. He made it a, a hit. But ladies, the ma- this pay per view starts in this match because then, when Bob Holly gets in the ring to kick Ted DiBiase's ass. Cody attacks Bob from behind, and he's Ted DiBiase's partner. Cody Rhodes becomes a two-time tag team champion in this night because he beat himself with Ted DiBiase for the titles. What a great little swerve here. I'm sure it's happened 300 times down in the south somewhere, ladies. Where was this? Where did this storyline first happen? Is this called the Cornette finish, like the Dusty finish? Is this the uh, Pat Patterson deal? Uh, chat, chat me up on this, ladies. Yeah, this was actually a, a Bill Watts idea. Bill Watts had been 
doing this for many, many years. And this is actually how the great King Kong uh, Williams lost his championship. And that's when he got turned on by by Brad Jones and Tommy uh, Tommy Wiggum. So, yeah, definitely it's been around since the mid-50s. So I'm glad to see that it was brought back here. And I, I enjoyed this, too. I just uh, – can we talk about Ted DiBiase's song and why did he ever change it? I love this little, like, head bob and, like, you know, priceless. Mm, priceless. I was all about that. I was. It was like I was in Roadhouse. Like, I love that song. Why would he change it to I Come From Money? All right, I have to hear this one. Priceless, 2008. Yeah! First, first. Oh, yeah! What is this fucking Ted DiBiase version one? The <laughs> first- <laughs> I can hear that begin again. Hey, Jeff Hardy, we're going to Denny's. <laughs> the song sucks, Felidius. What, do you- no, what is that's this? That's not the one. Is that the one? The one that I heard was more like head bobbing. Like, ding, 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 this ding. does say version three, so here's version one. This is your version. All right, here we go. All Fuck right. Yeah, here we go. All right. It sounds like... Oh, fuck yeah! Yeah, this is legit! Why would you change this song? This is our song now. Oh, priceless! Ah. Oh, needs more birdie in it. Ladies, what a great theme. And that should have been the Cody and Ted song, as they're now the tag team champions. The birth of a team. Ladies, I did that thing where I fall asleep watching this event, and I wake up, and for some reason, Night of Champions 2009's on the network. But I thought it was still 08, because it's Triple H versus Cena versus Orton in the main event in a triple threat. It's literally the same shit that's happening here. Only this match was amazing. Priceless comes out, which is the Ted DiBiase and Cody. And fucking John Cena picks up Cody or someone to give him an FU. And spoiler, we're going to cover this in 2009. But and then Randy Orton RKO's Cena with Cody on his shoulders. So the RKO goes down with Cody on. It's my favorite RKO of all time. It's the finish of the match. And I can't wait till next year. But Vlidis, 2008 lumbers on with the JBL promo we already discussed. So we'll, we'll pass through that to... Hyperbaric Chamber. What a match right here. Chris... Jericho building that early wannabe uh, maniacal heel that would soon punch Shawn Michaels' wife. Uh, he comes out to face a mystery partner for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, as Leon <laughs> Garcia likes to say. Oh, and Jericho cuts an in-ring promo that you won't forget about uh, how the surprise opponent, opponent, to your chagrin, won't be Shawn Michaels because he injured his eye on Raw. And all oh, Vlidis, here he comes. S.O.S. Where are you, Danny? <laughs> S.O.S. What a fucking song. Kofi comes out. They say from Jamaica, which bugs me because he's from Boston. If someone's from Boston, let him keep it. But I love this character. And I, at the time, this was like Flash Funk to me. And Flash Funk as a kid, I despised. And I know I grew up and I was told I'm supposed to like Too Cold Scorpio. Never did. I just, I think I liked him less than Flash Funk. Like all of a sudden he was chubbier. Uh, I hated Flash Funk though. And I just felt like Kofi was the same fucking, what is this character? What's he doing? He did, I liked his clap. And now looking back 10 years later, I like everything. Ladies, this is the curse of 2008. Where at the time nothing could be good. And now nothing can't be good looking back. Yeah, well, even the boom drop, everyone's into it. I'm into it. And yeah, I do kind of hate that he's like not because they would think it was Ghana, West Africa at one point. They did like <laughs> it just he's like a Jamaican guy from Ghana, West Africa. So there was just a lot of confusing like who's what is he? What's his gimmick? He smiles. He's got hair. And yeah, the song was great. He comes out in his little like tracksuit. I was a huge fan of Kofi at this time, and I thought this was a great match. It, like from kind of like you're saying, yeah, the first match of the, of the night that you'd want to show somebody. And I like Jericho coming out cutting this promo. I like I like Lance Cade kind of not being really introduced, just standing there like at ringside going like, yeah, you're right, Chris. Sean is a liar. 
you know, like just kind of a weird. I thought he was Doctor I Ma'am when I first saw him. I'm like, why is Doctor I Ma'am not hiding enough and wearing that suit? And why yeah, is he wearing like a different color? Like, I don't think anyone's hurt, Doctor. Go sit down. But it was yeah, it was Dead Landscape. Then I thought it was Bam Neely again. I don't know who the fuck I this wish. guy is. I wish it was Bam. And then Shawn Michaels kicked his protege, Landscape, at the end. Spoiler, but please, before that, we get a lion tamer from Chris Jericho on Kofi Kingston. And yeah, no, excuse me, Walls of Jericho. And they call it that. And it is a Walls of Jericho, even though it's up on the neck. There's this misconception with the audience, Fleeties, that the Walls of Jericho is the Boston Crab and the Lion Tamer's the good one. Just because he changed the name when he went to WWE. But he always still did the good one in WWE, early on especially, and sporadically throughout the years here. It wasn't magically a Lion Tamer. It's still the Walls of Jericho. The name doesn't... It sucks that it's a Boston Crab sometimes, but it keeps the name regardless of its form. And we got the best form of it here, as Koki, Kofi was on his chin. Is there a better, I was going to say better submission finisher, but let's just throw the word out. Is there a better finisher than the fucking Walls of Jericho Lion Tamer? No, and I love when uh, he, he does this version a lot more as a heel during this run, I think. And I remember him doing it like an NXT when uh when he's like a what, not a judge what are they on that when he's like a, a coach on that when he like he does a this pro. version of it a lot more and i i like that i like the oh like the callback to, and you could even i even enjoyed uh lawler selling it like whoa that looks terrible like he just it was kind of like he was ready for just the traditional boring boston crab like rick martell was gonna come out but then he's like what the fuck is he doing that looks terrible after Shawn Michaels distracts Kof, uh, Jericho, Kofi hits the trouble in paradise to become, according to me in 2015, the worst Intercontinental Champion of all time. And I might take it back now. I want to relive this reign. Kofi, there's worse, there's worse champions than him. Kofi had a great look, great song. Character's great. Got a Bostonian from Jamaica that's in Ghana sometimes, fighting out of West Ghana. Love this guy. Backsuit. Then after the match, Jericho attacks HBK. What a couple months HBK is having. Everyone's getting heat on him. We got stretcher matches where he's getting his ass kicked over and over. Jericho punches him in the eye. And Shawn Michaels sells it like Hulk Hogan did it at a SummerSlam. He's just freaking the fuck out. Holding his face. Uh, Jericho's becoming truly evil, ladies. And I enjoyed that. I thought it was cool. And then it was another one of those moments where... Sean is the good guy, correct? But he's coming out here with this injured eye, and then he gets hurt, and it's almost like, a, "Well, what'd you think it was gonna happen, genius?" Like, uh, and you know, Jericho's walking up the the ramp as HBK is now getting tended to by the medical staff, and yeah, it was it was a cool moment. But yeah, this is just another another building block on this epic feud that they have. It is weird. He's the good guy, but he's also the liar. Who you can just hate him. Yeah, you can hate him. He's done a lot of devious things. I don't but... see one likable thing about him. He's this. He's the character's based on the real guy. Hey, your eyes fucked up. Let's work that in. And then the oh, shirt's likable. I, I almost bought that shirt. Don't just say that. Isn't that it. the I one? I love that color. What color is it? It better not be. The... Every shirt I'm picturing from his career, I hate. So I'm just wondering how angry I should be. Is I had the rise shirt? above uh, shirt. What's the Rise Above shirt, please? Does it say Rise Above Hate? It better. It doesn't say Above <laughs> Hate, but it has like a phoenix and like a sword. It's like the coolest Shawn Michaels shirt from like 2005. I was going to get the Kurt Angle one that had like the, it was black, but it had like the eagle in red, white, and blue. I didn't get that one, but I definitely got this Rise Above shirt, and I really need to find it immediately. Vicky Guerrero and Alicia Fox are picking flowers backstage for the wedding as Edge and his edge, edge heads are preparing for a big match with Batista Vlitis. And, uh, oh, another cool Edge shirt, by the way. These two women bending over the CM Punk star. Just their silhouettes. Edge had the coolest shirts, the ladies, where you're going on about these shitty Jesus shirts that Shawn Michaels had. Love Jesus and Shawn Michaels. Oh, you do. That's and Edge. Right. I always forget that. I do too, almost. Felidius, I'm almost there. You're going to baptize me or something. Push me over the edge. <laughs> you, you should be my seed family. Save me. Wait till you play Far Cry 5. It's going to wake you up. Game's so good. I w- I'm going to have to watch the, or play this game then. If it's going to convert you, then yes, I will go ahead and play the game. I'm a believer. But you're entitled to your own belief and your own opinions. However, Edge right here, I'm loving Edge. I'm loving this storyline. I know you're not a big Edge main event guy. This is my favorite wrestler ever now, I think. You just called me entitled, huh? 
Well, sorry. Right. Yeah, no. you are entitled to your own opinion. I loved the framed picture of Edge and Vicky on the wall <laughs> in the back where he's just holding her in a park. At the park, yeah. yeah that's great. So it's kind of like me and Jessica's picture here on the desk. Get that picture on the pic. Get that camera on the picture when I bring up the picture. But uh, beyond that, Edge is terrible. And this night really shows his flaws. And we're going to get to that when we get to his very oh. forgettable match. Uh, but and it, Well, and I will say in this shot, in this frame, it was a little like, uh, it, ma- it made me a little upset that you look at Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins' bodies, and I was like, oh, good bodies. And then Edge almost looks like he's not – got to do some curls or something, buddy, because those arms are looking a little small. He almost – he has like a CM Punk thing going on. Edge is great backstage, and then when he comes out and wrestles, it's fucking boring. But, ladies, Mickey James defends the fucking women's championship against that girl from 2011 TNA, the pirate's sister – Katie Lee Burchill. By the way, Vladies, Katie was the daily diva on WWE.com at this time. So she was getting, they were really getting her over. You and me saw her wrestle in LA. I don't remember what, like that Wrestling Cares event. She was advertised and everything, like Katarina or whatever her name, her her indie name was. We had to go see her. And uh, when we saw her that night, I think she looked better than she did at this pay-per-view. I did not like this match. Uh, like with her, with Katie Lee getting the title shot, it made me look, didn't we just have Melina and Beth Phoenix have an awesome, like I quit match. Like, how did we get to this? We need to go back to Melina and Beth Phoenix. Every pay-per-view needs to have them. There's no Santino here. We're just missing a lot of stuff for Katie Lee Burchill. Didn't Katie Lee have a spider in TNA or is that someone else? That's Victoria. That's Tara. But, no, and even good. with this, we're, we're talking about how, like, give Divas a chance. They had, like, eight minutes, ten minutes to do this match. Like, it wasn't a quick match. It was, like, we're giving these girls some time to get out there and put put the damn thing together. They had more time than Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase. Ladies, Piggy James was looking rolls tied. I don't know what's going on with this champ, but she's too fat. But I, good, she ended up winning. Stop it, ladies. You're Super married. Old, you're, you yeah. like Jesus and you're married. Ladies, Edge faced Batista for the world championship. And who fucking gives a shit? But, I, but uh, one thing I did like, at, at one point Batista goes through the table, and I've never seen this happen before, surprisingly, but the announcer packet pages got stuck to his sweaty back as he was getting <laughs> up. I, I can't believe that doesn't happen more, where people are, I, I guess Michael Cole and Tom Phillips grabbed their paperwork. Stupid Mike Adamley left it on the desk, and poor uh, Batista has VKM initials all over his back in ink. But I, that was the most memorable part. And also Vicky getting thrown out over the top rope by Batista into a group of people. She looks so great flying through the air. Uh, beyond that, I don't know who won. I assume Edge did. Uh, now what title's going to go to Raw? They have nothing. Uh, it's just an unfortunate night. And this that was kind of the vibe of the whole, the whole show. At least the theme was like, who's bringing a championship to Raw? Because I forgot that the draft was the week before this. And actually, after watching this, I watched this like last week on like a su- Sunday. I watched the episode of Raw after this because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember what happens the following night and I wanted to see it. And this was uh, – it that was kind of – I didn't like it at the time because it was like, well, if obviously since Edge just won, we know what's going to happen next. And with this, with this match, everybody thought fucking Batista was going to win. And this really just felt like a – like if Vince Russo sitting in a room, it was really, well, no, obviously Edge needs to keep the belt so that way they won't know how to predict the main event. And it was okay. I thought the match was great. I love Edge in this time. I guess I, maybe you're right. I grew up thinking Edge was a main event player. I watched him at Armageddon 2002 on the DVD. There's a Fatal 4-Way match. And I watched that over and over again. And I thought, why is Edge not uh, the WWE and WCW champion at the same time? Well, ladies, everyone clearly agrees with you. Because Edge, in his backstage promo before the women's match, went over all his accolades, and it wouldn't fucking end. So that dumb shirt everyone bought. I need that's his best shirt. Whereas, like, all his titles on the back and his Kings of the Ring. Did you know he was King of the Ring three times? Validius, it was European. They did it on the European tour a few times. But Validius, in the main event, Triple H faces John Cena for the WWE Championship. This is the crotch chop versus the salute. The high knee versus the shoulder block, Validius. The guy I don't want to win versus the only guy I don't want to win a little more. And there was a great moment in this match where uh, John Cena hits a sit-out FU, and it just seemed like that should be the move the whole time, where he does the same thing but sits down, and they land between his legs. It looked awesome. 
That's what uh, Chris Sabin does. So he didn't want to copy Who? Chris Sabin because Hale Sabin. His name's Taka Michinoku. I don't know where what Americanized version you found. Chris Sabin. Who was that? Some fat indie wrestler? He's doing this thing because he says, like, if you look at Detroit or you look at Michigan, Detroit's right there. Ladies, hold your hand up to the screen. You're like a seed brother. I accept right. Jesus Christ. I got my hand against you. Ladies, you should tape your all your fingers except your middle one when you do that. Like, oh, uh, I should. Like Chris, what's his name? Another fat indie wrestler. Kobe Bryant. Ladies, this main event was amazing. It was um, great. A moment in time. There was a point where Triple H was in a submission hold. Cena's trying to get on the SDFU, and Triple H gets to the ropes, and Cena's like tickling his armpit or something for a second. I don't know. <laughs> I was weird. Triple H no-sold it. He's not ticklish. Triple H is not ticklish because if cena ever got his fingers in my armpit like he did to triple h i would let go of the rope so fast like see we're in the main event stop it but yeah vliti so at the time you all thought cena would win and bring the title to raw huh it really was it was like super obvious after edge uh kept his belt we were like oh no now we're just gonna have fucking cena come in and and dominate and everyone talks about super cena always winning here we are in 08 has he won a fucking match besides the rumble this guy doesn't win ever so it's <laughs> you're sitting here waiting for the super cena thing to happen and it's not happening no dude. stop it's because triple h's shovel goes over super cena it's his kryptonite so triple h I matches thought, don't but count I don't know about that like triple H, we talk about the shovel and all that but it's still the, the shovel eventually, uh, the the super Cena has to eventually. Uh, like Cena doesn't, he's never turned heel. He's never been a heel. Ladies, what happened at WrestleMania with Triple H versus Cena? Ah, uh, Cena won. He oh, super Cena it up. He right. beat him. Never mind. That was a moment in time. Damn, I gotta watch that one. That sounds way better than this match. This fuck. This match was the game of who can wait longer to pin after their finisher, because the other guy's gonna pin, kick out, and you gotta protect your finish. So we have a fucking fu when he lays there for a second. Triple H's knee injury, quote unquote, where he he does a pedigree but hurts the knee that's been worked. That is a plausible reason not to cover right away. John Cena being too tired, just roll the fuck over and win. But uh, ladies. Uh, we also got some good boo yeah punches, and there's an art to that timing. Uh, if you ever see a boo yeah that doesn't go well, it's rare. WWE they really practice it. It's like that's the art of the storytelling is anytime a crowd interacts with a punch, and this is the that. So a boo yeah. By the way, my favorite boo yeah punches, ladies, is in 2008. It's Batista and Undertaker at No Way Out in the Chamber because it's they start the match doing it together one-on-one then everyone's eliminated but them and they do it again but they're super tired oh awesome what a story told let's watch that one again but ladies i liked this match and you know how i feel about triple h and even wins so i shouldn't have liked this match but uh, now having said that i want to give all the credit to john cena because i've watched (laughs) 700 triple h matches and never liked one of them and finally i liked this one it has to be big john well, and I've heard you say multiple times, like, you can't name good Triple H matches. This is one of them. Triple H- I think if we did, like, a top 10 Triple H match list, we can do it. I think he has enough matches where no. you want to go back and see them again, or if you haven't watched them in a while, they surprise you. Because this definitely surprised me. I kind of just thought it would be, like, a 10-minute. I thought it would be JBL Cena at WrestleMania 21. It would just be a couple moves, then an FU, then matches over, and then Cena would celebrate in the crowd. I thought it was going to be one of those pay-per-views. So this was a great match. And I like, I think I agree with you. I think this pay-per-view might've been, maybe this is where I started to go. Ah, wrestling's whatever. Like it just, maybe that's what happened. We were switching. We were switching the brands. I know that last we talked about how you love a good draft. I don't like the draft really. So we had the draft. The shows were looking different. SmackDown was on Fridays at this time. So there was definitely a lot going on that made me start turning sour on wrestling. And maybe this was the beginning. Ladies, my favorite Triple H match is a segment on Raw where he put Owen Hart in a leg move while there was a cast on his leg. But, ladies, this match ended really good because I we had Cena, who can't lay down properly in a crossface, laying down in a crossface, and you knew it was coming. He was going to pick him up into an AA. You're just waiting the whole time. 
But what you didn't know is that the shovel beats the Super Cena, and that AA just turns into a pedigree, and that's the end of the match. So it was kind of anticlimactic and kind of predictable, but very much not in that I was like, oh, this AA is coming, but I did not see the pedigree coming. So in the end, Vladius, this was better than every Edge versus Undertaker match I've seen this year. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's tough to sell for you because I know that you're you're just not liking Edge as a main eventer. Uh, well, I mean, well, get no, ready ladies, for next. It's not that. It's not like I just don't like. It's the matches. If the matches were good, I'd love They're Edge so as a good. main eventer. The, the WrestleMania one is top tier. Maybe he needs to wet his hair. Uh, oh, he's he not did, wetting his hair. That's a good point. He did in the last one though, because I'm like, is he going to light on fire in this? Is there a flaming table? He's too wet. Edge is never wet, or maybe he's always wet and shouldn't be. I don't. You know, Triple H really showed that there's a difference between poofy and wet hair, and it really can be the difference between European title and WWE title. But ladies, our next pay per view is the Great American Bash, the best pay-per-view name that there is and unfortunately it turns into the bash the next year we really should bring back that great american bash and it would be appropriate considering tomorrow is wwe starcade whatever that is so yeah we need the the what's the abbreviation we need the gab back we do i i liked the great american bash and when it was just shortened to the bash i was wondering why we got rid of the great american part and they were like it, it almost insults your intelligence like why would we not just keep calling it the Great American Bash, the name that it's had for, for many, many years? Let's keep the Great American aspect. This is the perfect July pay-per-view. Yeah, we should celebrate the origins of the business every now and then. This isn't a British thing. You guys took it. Boxing is a British thing. Thank you. We took that. But ladies, That's I love boxing. One day I'll be as good as Danny the Big Train Richardson and Fight Night Champion. Jordo in the chat keeps talking about how he's going to kick my ass and Fight Night Champion. Please. Danny Richardson's ready to knock you out, Jordo. Bring it on. But, Vladis, we're more than halfway through 2008 by now. Feels like it. We just saw One Night Stand last week. This week was Night of Champions. Uh, next week is Great American Bash. We're cruising through this year. Where's your morale? How are you feeling? This one felt like it was dipping a bit in the first half, but the Jericho Kofi was so surprisingly entertaining to see Kofi and enjoy that character shocked me. The main event was surprisingly entertaining. Those two things alone are keeping 2008 afloat for me. But And I know how good Unforgiven is. We watched that one, and that's coming. So it only must get better, right? It, and we say that it gets better, but I have to even say – this one didn't have the dip feel when I watched it. I know that like when we get into it, we talk it over. Maybe there were some things I didn't really enjoy that much. But when I'm watching this on a Sunday, I think it was Saturday. When I'm watching this like just in the morning, you know, having my coffee, I'm, I'm getting a, a, a full three-hour pay-per-view. This one stood out as I enjoyed everything. I even enjoyed the shitty Hornswoggle tag match. It was just silly, you know. So I'm sitting there with my son, bouncing a four-month-old on my knee, watching Hornswoggle, watching. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was the women's match. So I know that we're – I don't mean to be that guy. But, uh, yeah, it was like, hey, we need a women's evolution. At this time, nobody was clamoring for that. Ladies, I can't wait for Ronda Rousey to bring the Divas Revolution back. She's saving women. This women's revolution shit is just the four horse women. And I think we're all kind of waking up from it. The smelling salt is Ronda Rousey. We want Divas back. Like when Divas were really getting like three minutes, no one we knew cared. We didn't want them to even have that. Like no one I knew was going, they need more time. It was some idiot on Twitter you would never like. It was someone you couldn't relate to. Someone who wants, because Snickers doesn't like the fabulous moolah battle royal, we don't either. Like, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Divas suck and women suck. All right? We need evening gown matches back, ladies. We need four-minute matches back. Ronda Rousey's squashing girls in four minutes is the only thing that would make sense. 20 minutes with Nikki Bella doesn't make sense. And I know it's not. I'm glad you're on my side now. I, yeah. <laughs> I know I gave that five stars a week ago, but I finally yeah. woke up. Yeah. I, when, when I watched that match, I was like, come on, this is Ronda Rousey. And uh, I, I, you know, I, where we're at with women's wrestling is awesome. And like we had Charlotte have two matches in the opening of SmackDown. So I enjoy what they're doing now. When you go back to this time, there is no need whatsoever to be clamoring for more of that. Give me more of the pirate sister like uh, botching moves and just not, I don't know, just it seemed like they didn't even care. So 
uh, yeah, I'm, I wasn't a fan of that. I, I was sitting there going, what happened to Molina and Beth? Like, I was almost ready to go find it on the network. Like, where did these two go? How come they had an awesome match and now they're being shunned to heat and velocity? Give the pirate sister a fucking spider. Let's get this ball rolling. Validia's 2008 won't stop. I don't know what I like more. We're going to find out when we do the 2018 in review and 2008 in review in the same day. Next month sometime. We're going to cruise through these pay-per-views. So far, so good. I felt the dip, even if you didn't. But Validia's will, re- will regroup after Great American Bash next Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. We have another doubleheader. Uh, we do need to pick Deontay Wilder versus... Uh, Tyson Fury. So you get a lot of boring Tyson Fury matches to watch, ladies. Bo- I do. It's boring to you, the civilian. I'm kind of a boxing expert now, so you got to see what Tyson does. He likes to leverage people. That it's all about positioning and angles, but not with his punches, because he'll take punches out of position just to get an angle with it. So the power's not there, but he's scoring, and he'll fuck with where you are. Like he'll hold this arm out and just. One guy, he holds his head there and literally holds it there for a second, then just punches him and knocks him out. <laughs> so it's very dirty in a way. Uh, it's British boxing, ladies. Also, he talks about committing suicide during press conferences. So I can relate to him. He's very mentally ill. He's like Kid Cudi of boxing. So I can really relate to Tyson Fury, ladies. I can't wait till we get in depth to Deontay Wilder's destruction next week. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I got a lot of homework to do for that. So, yeah, I definitely... Uh... Uh, send me links, whatever you have, Twitter, Facebook. I'm there to watch some boxing. I don't have Twitter, ladies. It got banned. Well, I was talking to the people in the chat. I was talking to them. I was talking to the masses, bro. The clicks on the intranet. Why would anyone have Twitter? It's so fucking 2008. What do you have? MySpace 2. Wake. Well, then again, ladies, reliving these pay-per-views makes me want Twitter again. One day. But, ladies, the website is kevinscampoli.com. If you go on there, you'll be able to download MP3s of TWFS lore. We're talking about over like 200 episodes that are up there for free. And also, Vlades, we unlocked all the podcasts uh, that were locked. All of them. The Forest Era of War. All the Ricardio Wars. Your TWFSs. There's like 5,000 hours of content that was at one point locked in the locker room. But now all audio is free. Not the war archives. We want those hidden. Uh, not the <laughs> war TNG. We keep that hidden. Not Slam of the Week. Some, like the big bundle archives are that don't matter as much are still on that locker room, ladies, with the HD video. The locker room is $5 a month. You get this multi-cam video for all the shows of the last like year and a half. Uh, God damn it, ladies, iTunes. Go to iTunes and subscribe to the whole effing show. So when an episode called uh, Night of Champions 2008 goes up, you're going to have it on your iPad Pro. Ladies, I love my iPad Pro. I now edit all my videos on it. I don't even need an iMac anymore. Luma Fusion. Best 20 bucks I've ever spent, ladies. I never spent 20 bucks on an app. Well, okay, there was that Guardians of the Galaxy game because I was going to Australia. But this is better than that. I edit all the videos on there. I edit all the audio on there. We're live through it. I don't need a computer no more. My life is an iPad Pro. Everything you need is on your iPad Pro. And everybody who's listening, yeah, you should uh, subscribe on that iTunes and my podcast app all the time. Here's it, here it is, your new episode. Whole fucking show. Uh, ladies and cat, you get two a week now. That's a lot. That's two a week is a lot. Ladies, YouTube, this channel, subscribe. The KSP channel, subscribe. You know what I was listening to recently was Vleeties, your old show. And I, I send you links to anything old or weird I'm listening to <laughs> that I think you might enjoy. And like, I just like to pull up a random one and hear the song. Oh, remember? I did like this song. Oh. That's right. Vleeties used to host a solo call-in discussion every week on the KSB channel on YouTube. They're still up. Go subscribe and listen. There's at least 20. We need that back, Vleeties. God damn it. Do one right now. Oh, fuck yeah. I'll jump off. We'll leave you on the team. I'll just People get high and laugh. I will get high and laugh. Do you have an hour? But please, <laughs> you've been magical. I'm cutting you off before you say yes, because like, like, you might. I don't want to pressure you. You're a dad, Vleeties. Where's Ralph right now? He's sleeping. Yeah, everyone's sleeping. Like The the, uh, the camera won't turn, but it's over there. They're all just sleeping right now. In They're the same room? They're waiting for dad to come and assist. What the hell? They're sleeping in the room where they're, you're yelling? 
No, am I yelling? Am I loud? No, <laughs> there. So we have a living room and there's another bedroom. This bedroom is okay. reserved for this. There's a guest bed right here for you, and there's a dresser right there. To <laughs> oh, change. I thought I saw your wife's feet on this guest bed. I thought that was your bed over there. And then this, I can't point to it. This is a giraffe. We got a giraffe here too. Oh, you see this logo? What's that logo behind you? Yeah, you see this logo? <laughs> In the chat earlier, someone wrote, Kevin obviously doesn't see the logo behind him. And I literally was like looking, and then I looked on the thing like, is there a, like a logo? And then I got it. Like after I went and took a piss in between episodes, I'm like, oh, the logo. The logo. I'm looking for the logo. It's a bit. But Fleeties, the website's kevinscampoli.com. The iTunes is the whole effing show. We'll be back next Thursday night. These episodes will be up tomorrow. Videos will be on this channel throughout the week. It's always an honor to talk to the man himself. My name is Ryan Van Vliet. Kevin's got a great idea. Maybe I need to sit and talk to you people because yeah. it's the day that we die. Do a surprise one. I'll give you the info. We are. We are. We are. The whole effing show. I have a 10 year old son. Sticking little smokies in your butt. Why on earth is Max's hair blue? I actually died of blue. Yeah, blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bleedy's hair. Jackass Kevin's gonna fuck you. Gonna put hot sauce in his face. Oh, please, it's in my fucking head. How the fuck's he gonna top that? It's in my head. You better grab some mace. Oh my god, I'm so jealous! How in the world are you gonna see? <laughs> Let alone send out a tweet. Oh no, no, oh no. Who in the hell do you think you I are? Some kind of star. This is what he does. Well, right you are. Well, we all shine. He's not the moon, not the star, but the sun. People aren't built tough anymore. They aren't built to grind. They're built weak, soft. They're used to second-place trophies. I'll tell you a story, Booker. I, I fought in a tournament, and I took fourth place. On the way home from that tournament, I had a trophy in my hand, and my dad said, hey, let me see that trophy. And he threw it out the window while we were on the highway home. 
I don't accept fourth place, third place, second place. I was built to be tough. I was built to last. And I was built to get things done by any means necessary. Cruz also grew up watching John Cena, as you can tell from how thickly muscled he is.